0: Three, two, three. recording in progress okay, shalom everybody shalom, ubarakha. welcome everybody on all fronts this is, is going to be a very good cheer hopefully because we have to really speak about what's happening and uh, everybody's upside down first, an observation from Rashi on, on the Megillah test there. Rashi says that two tzaddikim were given an indication of a future salvation, David Melech. And Mordecai. Rashi says, he's quoting the Gemara there. What was by David Amelech? That he succeeded in killing a bear and a lion. So, what did David Amelech say when they were looking for someone, a volunteer, to face Goliath? And then, little David Amelech, he was a little pitcher at the time, he came and said, Who are you? He said, Listen, I killed a lion and I killed a bear. Hashem didn't let this happen. Unless it's for a future salvation for all of so because who kills a bear and who kills a lion like that? It's something which is out of the ordinary, so it must be for a future salvation. That's number one. Number two, by Mordechai. What was the salvation by Mordechai? What did he say? He said it can't be that such a tzaddikus, such a tzaddikah like Esther, was taken to the house of such an impure person, achashverosh, and to have marital relations with a goyish king. It can't be unless it's for a future salvation. Question be questioned. What in the world is the parallel here? By David Amalach, I understand. He said, I fought the lion and the bear. So this is an indicator for something else. What's Mordechai saying? She's taken to be raped to be by a go- by a Goish king. And this is for a future salvation. what's the what's the what's the indicator here? So this Rav Nosan, I think, says this. He says that Mordechai saw the greatness of Esther. Esther, she signifies the deep secret, secret hidden power in every Jew. Am Yisrael. That's what's Megillat Esther. What's Megillat Esther? To reveal Legalot is Megillah. Esther, the secrets, the secret of Am Yisrael, the hidden essence of Am Yisrael was represented at the time by Esther Amalka. Okay. So he said to himself, Mordechai, it can't be that such a tzadekis with such a power is taken in by such a tumah unless it's meant to let out an atom bomb to come up which, was what, which is what, what the case was when she said to Davin for me and which would fast for me three days and then she confronted Akashverosh and this led to the beginning of the salvation. The salvation process began with Esther and Malka standing up and saying I'm gonna face the challenge kashe avadeti avadeti, like I'm lost to you, Mordechai, because I can no longer be with you, because she was the wife of Mordechai, because she's now willingly going to be with Achashverosh, and Alachai is a woman who is no, no longer be honest; it's beratzon, willingly to be with a So that's it. That's so she lost her status to be uh, to be fit for her, her husband. It's the whole gemara I'm learning it now. It's crazy. Masechet Yevamot, from page fifty-seven to sixty-five. We should never know. It's very. <laughs> I'm saying it's 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 a big matter. It's complicated. About a quiet even was it was forced that's something that's on the side there also. So, w- this is the parallel. He saw Mordechai that there's going to be salvation. Because it can't be that Esther Maka, which is such a powerful force, is going to be dormant and quiet. Even Mordechai told her, if you're going to be quiet, if you be quiet, right? If you be quiet, you lost the chance. The salvation has come from somewhere else. Okay? But he knew her power. This is your fight. This is what you represent. And he saw that this is going to be the future salvation. So in Bresta they say like this. I remember Nachman. he said that Mordechai knew for sure, that like Rashi says here, there's going to be a salvation. He had no idea how though. He had no idea how. And that's how it is for every Jewish person and from Yisrael and for especially for now where everything is so crazy right now. No one sees where's the petach of Yeshua here. Where's it going where to come from? And even if there's Yeshua, who's going to fix the damage and this and that? What's happening with our fellow brethren from Ukraine, the Yiddin, etc.? They're all spread out, and this and that, and everything is crazy. We need a big salvation now, not a joke. We need a, what's called a a, a a poor a poor miracle, nisim shel No, nothing less. Okay, what we're all going through personally, each person sees that their struggles spiritually and whatever physically have become like impossible, I can't keep doing this, Hashem, I can't. I'm trying to be a good Jew, i trying to serve you, and there's non-stop obstacles, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, at every level there's obstacles. There's no more. If you don't put in Hashem, an opening, a, a, what's it called, a lifesaver, if you don't pull me a rope to help me, I'm finished, Hashem, okay? That's on a personal level, and also nationally now, all the Balaganyam at every, every level. So we need what's called a pouring miracle. The poor Miracle, to activate it, requires two things. It's number one, like Mordechai taught on Yisrael, and Mordechai went on the streets and he was screaming, and he wrote a prayer to be said as a preparation for poor. Everybody should be saying it, not just me. <laughs> okay? You should get into it. It's one of the most beautiful prayers it's prayer 37, it's a PDF, you can download it in English, the BRI's translation for free, whatever, English, Hebrew. In this prayer, Avnosen says, I should be able to cry out so much until I begin to feel the pain of my situation. What's the pain of my situation? That the salvation I need is way up there, and where I'm holding, I recognize I'm holding is way down there. Okay, the salvation is way up there, And I'm holding, I admit my personal situation in my Avodat Hashem, What I'm chayav to Hashem, in other words, my my obligations to Hashem, I'm not not living up to them. I'm not living to my requirements according to Shulchan Aruch, according to Halacha, according to basic Judaism. I know and I admit I'm not holding up to it. So I feel a broken heart that the salvation I need is so big and I am so far. This creates a a broken heart to be able to, to cry out not out of fear, but of how am I gonna do this Hashem? I feel so vulnerable, I feel so so weak, so broken, how am I gonna get this to happen? This is the first thing of Purim that we need, and the second thing of Purim we need, which is really the cherry on top, is to activate already the Simcha of Purim. Even though I am as I am, okay, and I need such a big salvation, but I know already the fact that I was able to express myself to Hashem, to recognize this pain, I'm able now to be happy and to dance big time. That visit Hashem, we can activate the Purim miracle. Okay, so in other words, like Rabbi Nachman said, we went, I think we didn't go into this last week that much. I gave a class very recently. Maybe we did go into this. That Rabbi Nachman spoke highly about the hand clapping and dancing, especially now before porn. He said, "In his time to go again, there's, there was, there's all the gzerot." the decrees against the Jews, the Cantonist decrees to force the Jewish kids into the army for 25 years, and he said that, he gave a lesson on the power of clapping the hands and dancing in order to activate hamta kata dini, mitigation of harsh judgments, and he said to Rav Nosen, look, like I said, ami sionam purim, everybody's be dancing and drinking and clapping the hands and everything, and it's going to activate the, the mitigation of harsh judgments, like he said, kachamarti, So too now, our main weapon, even though a person is so boggled, is to take time every day and yes, dance. Yes, to dance and not to feel chicken and not to feel embarrassed about it. We're giving a shir now. I can't just get up and dance right now. We're giving a shir. But we should dance technically and everyone should dance. And I told you, in rest of uh, shuls all over the world, they dance every morning and every evening. And now they even add the purim nigunim. Right, Hatzira Eini Haman Amalek Vezakeni. Okay, so it's a big, big thing. This is our this is what we have. So people have been asking me, bombarding me, what do I think about the situation? What do I think about this situation? Who's going to win? What's going to be if Uman Rosh Hashanah? Are you on Putin side, Zelensky side? All these political things. The answer is, we have to activate Purim now. Period. You have to activate the miracle of Purim ASAP. ASAP. It's such a sign from Hashem that we need poor miracles because we're being bombarded. From all the sides, we have no idea if there's going to be a World War III, and people are going through their personal issues, everyone feels stuck, this is happening, I have problems with my rent, I have problems with my shalom bite. I have problems with my, my tooth, I have problems with my children, problems with my health, uh, this and that, everyone is going nuts from everything bombarded at this time of the year, which is the end of the year, before Nissan, and it's right before the miracle of Purim, okay? So it's Hashem squeezing us to force us to get the miracle of Purim activated, which starts with Simcha. This is why this Lesson 24 is so pertaining, pertinent to what, uh, what we're going through now and that we need to know that when being squeezed, your address should be Simcha. Ki be Simcha tetzel, went this many, many times. Your way to get out, of I mean, anything you're stuck in, if it's Am Yisrael, worldwide, if it's you personally, you have to focus on Simcha. Yeah, but how are you gonna solve the problem? You have to do something, you have to see a psychiatrist, you have to go to a U.S. team, and this and that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that has to come to me. I now, my life is at stake. My sanity is at stake. My, my simcha is at stake. My, my normality. My Yiddishkeit is at stake. If I stay like this and try to solve problems like this, no way, no way. I have to get into simcha mode. Nakhon, there's something scary hitting me, but this is just all the more so to push me and anyone that you have to fight with simcha, Bizzat okay? So now, with all this said, what you, th- what you take with this again is clap your hands cry out to Hashem, say prayer to 37 part 2, everybody please please consider Rav Nussan's prayer which is literally a lifesaver for this time especially, you'll see everything he says in the prayer is so pertinent to what we're going through right now, it's crazy it's, it fits in perfectly that the test we're going through now is none other than Haman Amalek yimachshemo. he's the one behind this pressure, you think it's this person or that person or this or that, it's Haman Amalek Period that he's the one behind everything, and the way to fight Haman and Amalek is through the light of Mordechai and Esther. Mordechai being the ability to cry to Hashem, and Esther being the ability also to tap into the inner essence of every Jew and bring out that Simcha. Rabbi Nachman says in lesson ten, it's another lesson. I know that the hands is Mordechai and the legs, the feet is Esther. And by clapping and dancing, we activate Mordechai and Esther. That's lesson number ten. Okay, so now. While well, this said, we're going now to a new section in the Kuti Moran, where we're st- uh, finally, after so long, you have the Kuti Morans here. We're in lesson 24, Torah Kaf Dalit, paragraph number three. This is also Rabbi Nachman's advice to what's happening in the world. You want to help, help the world? Look what he says to do. This is how you can tip the scale for the entire world. And for yourself, just some more water, please. Sorry if it can help. All right, he says like this. Okay, we we already finished paragraph two. We went into that many many months. <laughs> now finally, we start in paragraph number three. He says like this. Ukeshe Adam Ose is <laughs> mitzvah, and when a person does, Rabbi Nachman says any mitzvah. Okay, until now he took the secrets of the Kabbalah on the davening, the shacharit prayer, right? The idea of elevating the sparks from below, okay? And what it does. Here now he says it openly. And when a person does any mitzvah, okay? And he didn't even say here, doing the mitzvah with joy, which you thought he would have said. You thought after everything we spoke about, about doing mitzvot simcha as being the key of the mitzvah. Like we said, Rav Nelson said, that the, the simcha in doing a mitzvah is even greater than the mitzvah itself. So you would have thought Rabbi Nachman will follow in line with that. He didn't say that. He's saying doing any mitzvah, look what it already has even before the simcha part. All the more so when you do it simcha. He says, There is a force, a strength in the mitzvah that you perform, that you do. you do. Any mitzvah you do. And when he says any mitzvah you do, it's also how you do it and who's the one doing it. Even the biggest lowlife doing any mitzvah. Because it's Eidze mitzvah, any Adam, no matter where he's holding, or say mitzvah, however he's doing it, as long as it fits in. The ramifications of the mitzvah according to Shulchan Aruch, according to Torah law, which, which, did, which allows it to be called a mitzvah, you're doing it properly. That's all like, for example, a bracha talah or something like that. You're doing the mitzvah properly, etc. Okay? That's within the parameters of halacha. What's proper, there's many levels. There's l'chadkhila, shaddachak, bediyavad. Okay? There's many levels of doing a mitzvah in any, in any format. Okay? These type of mitzvahs, any way you do it, anyone doing it, each mitzvah has the strength to walk lelech, and to wake up, call all the words, all the worlds, to the service of Hashem. Blessed be. You hear this? Unbelievable. Your little mitzvah, you, Mister, you, has the power to bring back everybody to Hashem. Barach. This already is Rabbi Nachman's response to what's happening in the world. The world is crazy. You can tip the scale. This fits in one hundred percent with the famous Gemara. There's a famous Gemara. In Masechet Kiddushin, Daf Mem Amud Bet, that says it's a machloket between the Tanakama and Rabbi Elazar ben Rabbi Shimon. The Tanakama says that when a Jew does a mitzvah, it tips him to the scale of merit. The person should see himself that he's half half, and when he does a mitzvah, it tips him to the scale of merit. When he does an avera sin, it tips him to the scale of chovah of, of liability. Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon argues with him. He says that's not the case. It's more than that. He says that when a Jew does a mitzvah, it tips him and the entire world. He adds an entire world to the scale of merit. And when he does a sin, it tips him and the entire world to the scale of, of, of liability. It's amazing because on this Gemara, there's a machloket between the Rambam and the Marasha And you'd be, you're shocked what the Marsha says. And amazed what the Rambam says. The Rambam says like this. Well, first, let's go to the Marsha. The Marsha says, he says, this does not apply, apply in the following case. If you have a person who's totally wicked, totally wicked, Rasha Gamor, and he does a mitzvah, it doesn't make sense that he can tick, t- tip the whole sc- the world to the scale of merit. Because if he's a Rasha Gamor, how could someone who's a Rasha bring merit to other people? But he's a Rasha. In order to bring merit to other people, it has to first apply to him first also. Like the Marsha quotes, Kshot fix yourself first and then try to fix other people. What do you think now if you fix other people and then yourself you don't help? No, the Marsha says, if it's a Rasha Gamur, complete Rasha, it doesn't work. The Rambam argues with him. and The Rambam says something amazing. He says, even if the person doing the mitzvah is a complete Rasha, Okay? He has the possibility, even though he's a complete rasha, to do a mitzvah, and it tips the whole world to the scale of merit. Obviously, Rabbi Nachman holds like this, like the Rambam. It's the famous Torah, Azamra, that even a person who's a complete rasha, he does a mitzvah, he does a good deed, it's another good point, and it can, t- it can tip him to the scale of merit, right? You Remember Lesson 282, the Kutem the vidbonanta that someone even, even a complete Rasha, if he is able to find a good point in himself, another little bit of good, another good mitzvah and a good point in it, then we say good point is also a mitzvah. It's also every nikudah Tova, good point is called a mitzvah and every little bit more there's no longer a Rasha here the Rasha now has become a tzaddik. what's the proof? look where he is where he was now as a Rasha he's no the longer there, he's no the longer on the side of the Rasha because he became a tzaddik. okay? that's why Rabbi Nachman says in lesson 282 here he says like Rabbi bin Rabbi Shimon of the Gemara Kedushin that when a person does a Mitzvah it has the power to bring the whole world back to Hashem that's what, that's what Rabbi Shimon said, Rabbi Lazar said in the Gemara, that you should see yourself, that even if a person's bad, if he does one mitzvah, tips him and the entire world. That's what that's what he's saying here. It has the power to arouse the entire world back to Hashem. In Rav Nossim's prayer on this part, you're going to see, Rav Nossim goes in to elaborate every detail of the creation that is awakened back to Hashem. He lists at least 40 items. <laughs> 40 items in the whole creation that I woken up by a Jew doing a mitzvah, okay? You say to yourself, I don't see anything. What in the world is going on? He's telling you what's happening when you do a mitzvah. You hear this? When you're doing a mitzvah, you're actually tipping the whole world to merit. You want to know how to help the world? Do mitzvot. Do good deeds, okay? That's what he's saying here. He's saying, lelech. He, he, Rabbi Nachman is playing on the word halicha because he said, the last paragraph, that the first stage is elevating the Holy Sparks from the klipot, from the impurity, up to the level of malchut. Malchut is the foundation of the feet. And then we bring up now, say we're going to bring up the malchut to the legs, which are called in the Kabbalah, Netzach, Hod Yesod. Netzach is the right leg, Hod is like the left leg, and Yesod, the Breed, the covenant is the genital organ, those three are the leg area. We want to bring up the energy of the Holy Sparks from the klipot, now up, up, up. From malchut, now up to the level of the legs. Our goal, this is like not physical legs, obviously. This is the spirit. Our goal is to bring back the holy sparks which are trapped in this world, in this creation, due to us, due to previous reincarnations, due to many things happening in the world, okay? So now, he plays on the world, on the word lelech. He says with binachman that halicha is like le'orer. When you say that the mitzvah goes, the mitzvah olech, he's basically saying that the mitzvah now has the power to arouse, to arouse the entire world. That's what he's saying. All the worlds. First of all, what are the worlds? The worlds are four worlds. My little mitzvah is waking them up. The best example of feeling that is when you shake the lulav. When you shake the lulav, what do you think? I'm shaking the entire universe now and what's the attitude when they, this is brought down it's fine by the way when you shake the lulav what you have in mind they say you're actually waking up the whole creation you take all four types of people right the, the four species of the four types of people the rasha tzaddik benoni right the four types of people that there are and you shake them all back to Hashem they all, of course, also correspond to the four worlds you're shaking everything back to Hashem the, the, the lulav points up I saw recently a funny video, I'm sorry, Khatati. There's a video of some beach party of secular Jews in the middle of a jungle and they're putting on this crazy trance uh, music and it's a guy dancing with his lulav in that joke. totally a secular Jew, long guy, right? And there's girls and boys together, but he's dancing <laughs> he's dancing with the lulav, just, starts, just showing how far it's gone. You know where he is, he's in the, he's in the dance, pub, club, whatever, in the middle of a jungle and they have this crazy music and he's shaking his lulav. <laughs> It was obviously during Kol HaMu'ed, obviously, right? It's just funny to see that, just how, how far things have gone. That's also, by the way, we didn't explain this, but we said when the, in the beginning of the Shir. how Mordechai said, right, that it can't be that this tzaddik is, was taken by to be had, to have relations with such a goy that Achashverosh. What does that mean also? That Mordechai, the tzaddik, sees that the power of Esther, which is the Pintalayid. If you, even if you try to submit it, you try to put it in the depths of the Tuma, not only will it not work, but it's gonna let forth an atom bomb. When you take a Yid, or as a the Yid, a holy spark, and you try to suppress him in the Tuma, Rabbi Nachman goes into this in Lesson 17, by the way, it has to blow up. It's impossible to destroy the Yiddishkeit of a Jew. It's impossible. And the tendency of the Yiddishkeit of the Jew is to connect to Hashem. It tries to be sub, sub, it, sub, What's it called? submerged and subdued by the evil. It's like, you know, you have an air balloon. How much can you hold it underground, under the water? It, has, it goes up, right? You push it up, You have to go up. The, air has to, the nature of the air, you know, when you go underwater, you have a lot of air inside of you, so you're, you go up. So this is the thing that a, a dhikdusha can't stay submerged in the evil. Has to has to pop. Showing... That no matter where, how low the kedushah of Am Yisrael has fallen, it's going to come back. And when it comes back, it's going to pop. It's going to blow up. That's what Mordecai saw. It can't be that Esther was taken by this goi, unless it's for a future salvation, because it's such a severe extremity. Esther being the significance of all the inner Kadush of Am Yisrael, taken to Avi Avot to who took all these women to have relations with, you know, his mamash into the Tumah, two opposites, there has to be an explosion. So Mordechai saw there's going to be an explosion here. It must be for a future salvation waiting from Israel, And he was right. Then let the, the whole situation of Haman in such a pachad, such a fear. And boom, Venafohu the whole miracle of Purim is v'enafochu. That you see, just the opposite of what you would have thought. You would have thought A, B, C, D would happen. And for sure everything's finished and that's over. And the just the opposite Happens on an amazing level. Okay, this is the miracle of, of Purim. Also, just to go back, because we have to be in Purim a lot. <speaking in Hebrew> the whole bottom line of Purim is to make known to everybody, Lehodiah, <speaking in Hebrew> to make known that anybody who relies on Hashem, no matter how weak he is, no matter how small he may feel about himself. And you know what's the what's the word in English? There's a good word. In, in uh, there's a word I can't. Inferior. inferior. Thank you. So inferior and vulnerable, right? Shekol. As long anyone shekol, any type of person, no matter how low he is, who has f- hope in Hashem, shekol kovecha, they will not be put to shame because of that. We won't say, ah, look at you religious people, look what you did. Where did all your davening go for 50, 20, 60 years? Where are you now? Look at you. You got absolutely nowhere. You're even worse than you were in the beginning. Chaval that you became more from. Chaval that you became Braslav. You know, chaval that you went the wrong way. Look what happened to you, right? You see, I told you. I told you what happened, you see? Look, you didn't listen. You didn't go to university to get a degree. You didn't follow our advice. You didn't get into the Gashmias. And you went into your world. Look what happened to you, right? The miracle of Purim is to make known that anyone who relies on Hashem, we win in the end. Every small Jew who invests in Hashem, this is the best investment. And even if the world says no, that's the idea of, of, more, of, of Purim. That's the Purim miracle, to make known that this is the right investment. Even against all odds. Against Haman was against all odds. We had, we had, we were against all odds when Haman decreed to kill all the Jews. Everything was against us. Rashi brings down that even Mordechai, the Malach, the the one who Eliahu Navi, really, the Targum says, came to Mordechai to tell him that even in heaven they've signed on the decree to kill all the Jews. It was a big time uh, losing, a big time, you know, uh, whammy. There were there was a loss. Heaven also was decreed against the Jews and the world. Everyone's against the eden Everyone, but the, like Rashi says, they informed Mordechai that he should get the Jews to wake up because the seal was sealed with uh, tina with uh, with earth. It wasn't sealed with like a metal. The seal to make the decree against to kill the Jews in heaven was made of tina. The Aramaic says, which is uh, which is like uh, earth. That means it can be broken. So they want they want to tell Mordechai get the Jews to wake up because then a miracle can happen, but it's going to require that the Jews really wake up, which is what Mordecai did. He got the Jews to really, really wake up. So this again is the, I went, I went off a lot, I know, but this is the, the idea of, of, of Porn. So now our goal, every mitzvah can bring the whole world back to Hashem Barach, okay? Bibchinat, <coughs> like it says, Binareinu uviskenenu nelech nelech. Look at Rabbeinu's proof. Rabbeinu proof is a proof from Moshe Benu's statement to Paro, right before the eighth Makkah of Arbe, locusts. Okay? He said, Paro said to, uh, to Moshe Benu, who's going? Who's going? So he said, we're all going. Okay? The, the full verse really reads, Rabbi Nachman cuts the verse. We're going to have to have a question. Why do he do that? He read, the verse reads, Benarenu viskenenu He answered Paro, we're going with our children and our elders. Uvnotenu nelech, that's how the Pasuk really reads. With our sons and daughters, we're going. Bezoneinu, with our sheep and our cattle, are we going. And why? The next Pasuk says there. Because we don't know how much sacrifices we're going to need. We don't know what's going to need. So if we're, going, we're all going. Right? So the idea is, Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman is saying, that when, that, Rabbi Nachman, we said earlier, says, Nelech to go is from the word to arouse so he's using this pasuk to say when Eju does any mitzvah in this case the mitzvah of Korban Pesach because that's what he's talking about, doing the Korban we're supposed to be in order to do the Korban Pesach that was the idea there, that we're going to go to do a Korban which eventually was a Korban Pesach which was done at home, in, in Egypt it, but the idea was to do a Korban which is a mitzvah, he said it's our mitzvah, Moshe Rabbeinu was telling Paro, it wakes up everybody, Naarim, Zekenim it wakes up, Nelech Tsonenu wakes up even the tsonu and the bakar. The Arizal takes this verse and says, this verse hints to all the ten sefirot. In this verse, we have four items. One, naarenu zkenenu, banenu, benoteinu, tzonenu, bekarenu. These sorry, six items. It's hinting to all the ten sefirot and all of creation. And Rabbi Nachman's using this verse to say, everybody wakes up. It's an amazing statement. Right? He's saying, we're going to wake up everybody. Our mitzvah wakes up. The naarim, which are like lads, Zekenim these refer to, by the way, the result is the, the mentality, the mochim. Mochim de katnut is naarim. Mochim de gadut is zakenim. Katnut means the constricted mind, but mentality, mochim. Okay, tsoneinu bakarenu are the low levels. The tsonubakar bakar are like the animalistic tendencies and desires. People, even that low, they get waken up, okay? So that's how he's reading the verse. He's reading the verse, so they have a few questions. Why did he skip? Baneinu and number two, another point, a question or, or a point. Until now, Rabbi Nachman spoke about how when you are stuck in the klipot, how you can get out, right? It's the that gets you out. Doing the mitzvah, the simcha, gets you out. And all of a sudden, he shifted to the rest of the world, right? You notice, now that you have succeeded in getting yourself out, what you feel trapped in, now you're able to work on the rest of the world. That's an amazing point. And it said once you've done working on yourself, like the Marsha said, then you can uh, then affect the rest of the world. This reminds me of a story that you, the the Rashi of Yehava Israel told me. This you should know, Rav Ginsberg from Toronto, Rav Moshe. He told me this story when uh, I tried to get into Israel. He said that when the Chavetz Chaim was a teenager, a young boy, he came to a shul that they were talking and talking and talking, and the Chavetz Chaim got up and he banged on the Lima and he said, "What is this talking davening? You're not supposed to talk during the davening, etc." So they took the Chafetz Chaim and threw him out of the shul. There's a little fish. You're a little young teenager. You're telling us what to do. They kicked him out of the shul. Fifty years passed. And the Chafetz Chaim became the Chafetz Chaim. He became famous. And he was going visiting. He came visiting that that village, that city. And he came to the same shul that they threw him out 50 years earlier. And everybody's there. And they're giving him the, the honor. And he's, he's giving a drasha. And he told them. He said, I was here 50 years ago. And I told you guys not to talk during the not only did you not listen to me, but you kicked me out of the show. But now if I tell you this, you guys will listen to me. So I'm telling you now, stop, stop talking during the davening. But what's the point? When you work on yourself first, then you can arouse the rest of the world. So Yenachman points to this also. The initial stage was to elevate the kedusha trapped in the klipot. When you are sad personally, it's a reflection that holiness is trapped in the evil. And you got a job to do to get it out. That's what the sadness is coming for. The reason why a person is hit with sadness, what did I do wrong? Why am I so depressed? Why am I so sad? You know why? Because Hashem is using this as the barometer measurement to wake you up that you have to work on extracting, extraction. You're like the, uh, what's it called, the Navy SEALs, you know, the, the, high, the high caliber soldiers in the army. You're a Navy SEAL, your job now is you are going, going to send you into the Klippot Mission Impossible, where you have to go in and extract the holiness. The simcha that's trapped there, you have to bring it out. It's your job. That's why being attacked with sadness. Most people, they ask today, they have problems of sadness and depression. They have no idea why. The reason why is because they're not doing mitzvot b'simcha. It's very simple. And uh, it's not happening. They have to work on the eight salt given by the tzaddikim to, yes, go into the klipot, to extract what's trapped there, and to bring it out, okay? Once that's done, once you've done the initial stage, now you can do the second stage of getting the world to wake up. However... Rav Nosin writes in the Lachot on this part here. He says, but don't think now you've done the job of Simcha and this is automatic. You think, okay, I now was able to get out of the klipot. I did such a hard work in being the Simcha and working on being the Simcha. And we said, remember in the past classes that Rav nosin writes from Rabbi Nachman, that the way people are so trapped in the evil today, and people are so broken, it's a broken mention, and they're so sad, the main way, and the only way to get people happy today seems to be by telling jokes. Remember, oh my darling, remember we did that? Oh my darling, remember? So the only way to get people happy today is acting silly and telling jokes. Because people are so low, that's the only way to get to them. You have to go down to such a low level. What does jokes have to do with Yiddishkeit? I'm a Jew, let me be serious, let me be normal and everything. What do you bring? this stupid thing of jokes? No, you are so trapped in sadness, you have, all your doubting is sad. You remember I told you the story about uh, Rav Ben Apter, who was a breast liver in Poland before World War II. And this guy, he spent his whole life traveling from place to place in Poland. Everybody knew him. When he came to Eretz Yisrael after the war, all the rabbis of Gur and all the rabbis like from, uh, from all over Poland, Mujits and everyone, they loved him, they were crazy about him because they all knew about him before World War II. He <laughs> was like the badkhan he was the guy. ben Apter was the guy who would make the shtick and make everybody happy and dance and everyone. He was the happy breast liver for, for all of Poland, okay? So he went, his whole life was going, he had a wife and kids, Baruch Hashem, his son became one of the Iluim, one of the top students of Rebbe and Wasserman. He was killed together, Rav Pinchas, Apter was killed with, with, uh, with um, Khan and Wasserman by the Nazis when they came to the Shiva and they, they, they gunned down everybody against the wall including the Rosh Hashirah but and Wasserman Rav Pinchas was one of those people so it's not like he left his wife and kids and he didn't take care of them his son became a big Talmud Chacham even though the father wasn't at home because he was diving like crazy for his son and his wife and his and Am well. this guy was a very special guy so he came once to a breast liver who was sick he also went out of his way to do bikkur and the breast liver was lying in bed. I t- you heard the story right? a few times already. He was lying in bed, and he prepared a soup. So when Bension after, came in to visit him, the sick Jew, the sick breast liver, he said, "Bension, take a big t- take take for yourself a bowl of soup that I made." So he took a bowl and the cup and the ladle and he put. It, 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 and he started to drink the soup, and he said, "This is a soup of atzvut of depression." He spilled the soup on the floor in the guy's house, he took him out of bed, and he started dancing with him, <laughs> and he said, now make another soup, and you'll see it's gonna taste much better now. <laughs> okay, the idea is the power of simcha, Simchat mitzvah. here and now also. Don't think, okay, I did the first stage, I got out of the klipot, I worked hard, that's the first stage we said is, is telling jokes, acting silly, is the, the, the real, real stage of happiness needed to extract someone who's trapped in the Tumah. This next stage, which is to get the whole world to wake up, you need now a higher level of Simcha. Which one do you need for this? He says he hinted to it. Le'elech You have to go with your feet and wake up. This, Rav Nosen indicates, is the second level of joy of hand clapping and dancing. The hands are automatic with the, with the legs. The main thing is the boogie. you got to move your legs, man. you got to move the legs, okay? And you move the hands with the legs, okay? This is what he said. This is what's needed to do this next stage. You want to activate now the next stage here to get the whole world to wake up? You need now an extra dosage of simcha. He said, okay, ose mitzvah, yesh koach mitzvah. Koach. His wording is very precise for Binachman. In Hebrew we say, koach po'al, to bring from potential to actual. The word for potential in Hebrew is koach, and the word for actual is poal, mi koach po'al. What did he say here? Moshe is a mitzvah, the pshad is, yes, yes, koach mitzvah, the English translation in the BRI. There is a power in that mitzvah, but it also means it's still a potential. The power is in potential. You got to bring it out. How do you bring out the mitzvah that it can There's a potential in your mitzvah That's, why we don't, that's the answer already anyway. why you don't see this by the way Why do we see this happening? Because we're not doing For this stage of the mitzvah to get everybody to wake up We're not doing the extra simcha needed now at this point Which is what? Hand clapping and dancing As a prerequisite for these mitzvah to do something It, so, it sounds strange, it sounds weird Why do you do this? But this is the thing that if now you invest time, especially now before Purim and on Purim, to hand clapping and dancing, taking time for that. It's not now, oh, I'm just going to dance and clap all day. I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to go to work. I'm not going to dive and I just do that. No, there's a time for that. But making that time, not just leaving it, oh, yeah, it's in limbo. It's, it's an idea, and I'll keep it back in my head. No, no, to take the time to dance. So that's why I told you, the in they make sure to dance every day. Rav Nosen had a student, Rav Nissan. He said, I want to give you a key how to enter Gan Dance every day. He told his disciple, dance every day, it's a big thing. It's not a joke, you no, know, it's beneath my dignity to dance. No, that's, that's why you're going through so much because it's beneath your dignity. You gotta lower yourself and yes, clap your hands and dance. If you're Canadian, you're American, you're a student European, we're not, we don't care. You want help, you need help, this is the way. You gotta express your simcha. It's funny, huh? we see the nanach vans, right? Everybody's smiling, you notice? They get up and they start dancing on the street. Everybody's smiling. Fine, you might think they're cuckoo with this, but at the end of the day, everybody put a smile on it. You can't deny it. You can't deny the smile that they, everyone stops to see these guys, these funny guys getting out, dancing on the roof, dancing on. You're, you're smiling. I, I, whether I agree with the hashkafa or not, that's, I'm not talking about that. But you're smiling, Boch Hashem. They did something to make you smile. It wasn't worth it. You're all day in Tisha B'yad, And then someone gets you to smile. It's a joke, it's nothing, it's bogus. It's obviously something there, right? So this is what Rav Nosan says, that clapping and, and dancing, moving the legs, booging, move, move those legs, right? This activates this simcha needed now to get your mitzvah to move, to get your, your mitzvah, any mitzvah you do, to move around. When you have now that momentum of simcha due to dancing and hand clapping, so it enables your mitzvah now, it has koach every mitzvah to awake up the whole creation i really want to go into this let's try to let's try to continue a little bit here okay so yes again with simcha an extra dose of simcha now it's not automatic on oh i started the ball to move so everything's automatic you need four stages of simcha like we went into there's four stages this is the this is now entering the second stage the first stage was the jokes on the jokes to be happy the second stage now is the hand clapping and dancing to be happy and this is what arouses this stage of getting your mitzvah to go and wake up the whole world I don't want to go so off but Rav Nelson says in another place the word halikha is also connected to halakha okay well, it's not part of this I know but I'm just saying that learning halakha also promotes joy because when you know what you're doing and you know what you're doing is right you know the people They have all doubts, you know, doubts of of Pesach and this. Oh, do I buy this Heksher? Am I okay? If you learn Halacha and you know what's permissible and what's forbidden, you know clearly with Halacha, you don't have doubts anymore. And you have Simcha doesn't have simcha in their because they feel they didn't do the mitzvah properly it was like this, like that when you know halacha, what halacha requires what's a minimal requirement and what's not etc, you have simcha because you know what you're doing, okay, that's another point on halacha and halicha, so the mitzvah has ko- koach to go and to arouse the world back to Hashem. That's an amazing thing, that's the whole goal by the way the whole goal of creation is to get everybody aroused everyone to wake up the Goim, right? The the the, 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 fryiden, the whole creation, the worlds, the angels, everybody to wake them up. We don't see so much the angels and everything, but when you feel you're going through a lot of opposition in your life, like you can see that you, you're trying to go somewhere, the car broke down, and this and that, you see it's like from the heavenly uh, the designed. It's like they're against you. To get the opposition spiritually on your side, that's what he's talking about here also. To get everybody to serve Hashem. Because what you're trying to do is to serve Hashem. And you want to get all these obstacles off that they should agree to serving Hashem. <inaudible> okay? This is very deep. You can go on this little piece for like another year. It's so powerful. We'll just touch upon a few points. This statement <clears throat> was said before Paul didn't listen an eighth time and Hashem punished Paro and the Egyptians with Arbe what does the Midrash Tenchuma say? Arbe, the locusts was mida Keneged mida. right? You remember this? and also the, the Midrash Tenchuma says, Rashi brings both of these uh, Midrashim that Hashem attacked the Egyptians milchama, using the tactics of an army, right? remember that Rashi? Rashi says first, they break off the water supply, that's dumb then had to make noises with their trumpets arrr, to make the enemy scared, okay? Kinim, okay? Arbe in that analogy by the Midrash Khuma Arbe says that then the enemy attacks with tons of soldiers because when you see the enemy coming in a big amount, kamut gadol, a lot of a lot. So what's the what's the normal Oh my God. It's like now, you know, you see a few Ukrainians and tons of Russians. I'm sorting with the politics. But I'm just saying, when we heard the initial stage of the war, what we all think? That's it, Ukraine is finished. We all thought Ukraine is finished on Shabbat. Before Shabbat, what we all think? Poor Ukrainians, they have like another few, a few hours and that's it. Right? And then we find out that the else happened. But what's, what's the thing? When you hear on the news, 27 kilometer mile line of soldiers coming. Coming this night. So this is our bed that he says, and Rashi says that the way of a war tactic is you send a lot. And just when, the, when, the, when your foe, when, you, when you're attacking, sees the lot, well, you just seeing the kamut, the amount, you already, you already lose, lose self-esteem, you lose courage, you lose strength, okay? So this is what Paro deserved. This is what the midah, the, the midah is the arbe, what was the makkah of arbe? It wasn't just that they ate, but when they came in such an amount, and they're big. It's not like kinem. Kinim, for example, locusts and everything. It's like almost dust particles. You can't see them. It's like hidden, crawling under the shirts and everything. That was the, that was the kinem, the loca, the 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 kinim, right? The lice and the the scratching of the skin with the kifshan, with the what was it called again? Sorry, what? Yeah, boils. is Which one again? Shkin, right? The shkin. Those were like tiny, unnoticeable. Locust is a normal size, okay? And they come in a lot. Even Arov, Arov is the mixed multitude of animals. But there's a giraffe here, there's a lion there. They're coming, but they're not coming like in a swarm. When something comes in a swarm, it causes such a psychological breakdown on a person, okay? That's Arbe. Arbe was, the the way that Hashem was coming to attack Paro was the Makkah for Arbe. Tredaya, what? Um, um, frogs, the frogs. No, Tzvardeya. there was the noise. Tzvardeya no yeah, was the main, the main the problem with gula. the frogs. They were driving them nuts. <laughs> he, Paul, he, couldn't sleep because the, the frog was making noise in his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't sleep. The noise was driving him nuts. Okay. Yeah, they were the, everywhere, but there was the noise. There was so much, so what? what? There nothing. was, but Kinim was a swarm. Ah. You see, when the Kinnim, when, so, when the so, uh, sorry, the uh, the uh, the Arbe, when the Arbe comes. When they come in a swarm, the, the frogs did not come in a swarm. They were j- jumping around everywhere, driving you nuts. He jumps here, but the, you, have you ever seen a locust swarm? It's scary. It's scary. Yeah. They cover. It says in the, the psukim, they cover the sky. It's like darkness. It's like it's a lot of huge that comes down to a person. Okay. In our context, Kevashy brings us down that this was to pay back. This there was also the Mida Kanegin Mida that Rashi brings up from Midrash Tanchuma, they, they, because they got the Jews to collect from their vineyards, you know, they, they went to collect to collect them, so, they, so the, the Midrash, the locusts, came and ate the vineyards of the Egyptians. We want to focus on the first Midrash. Okay? Here, when you do a mitzvah, no, the normal attitude of a Jew when he does a mitzvah, is he feels his mitzvah is of no value. Zero. Pff, zero value, okay? And here he's teaching by the Makkah of Arbe'eh. And he's, he's bringing the proof, the mitzvah arouses everybody, and it's coming in the Makkah of Arbe'eh, which is a swarm, right? To show you that the, the negative, the, the Yetzara tries to tell you that your mitzvah is insignificant. What does your mitzvah do today? It's like insignificant. People are so advanced technology, people are just running, running after money and everything. It's like they say today, what does it help giving a Torah share on the internet? when there's so much garbage on the internet, what is the chance that somebody's gonna see your shear and get changed and hooked up by it? Because there's so much other garbage that they're looking. You have a guy all day on his smartphone, okay? And he also sees your shear. He also sees your shear. What are the chances he's gonna wake up from that one thing? He sees 5,000 other things, which is garbage, but he sees your one she'er. Who says, what's the chance he's gonna get to? That's, that's what they're trying to say, the people who are very are against the internet. They're saying, anyways, your chances of successfully getting the person back to Yiddish anyways, are low. Anyways, is low because it's like a ratio of one to five thousand. In this here, we see in Ashkafa is not the case. It's that every mitzvah is a power block? It's Esther being chopped by the Kripa. okay? Like we said, it's a bomb. It's a bomb, and that's what, he say, that's what he's That's hinting to in this Makav Arbeh, where it's a swarm against you. Your mitzvah. It's, that was the whole idea of Moshe was saying we're going everybody's going and if you don't let us go you can get punished with locusts because this is the antithesis of the mitzvah the mitzvah is okay? also you notice the pasuk says twice nelech. wow there's so much to go into I think we have to continue next week there's, there's an amazing chidush here from the son of the Megale Amukot Megale Amukot quotes his son Shlomo at the age of seven he quotes a khidush. Already the Negala amukot was very deep. You know, he's buried in Krakow, by the way. Okay, he's ready, he was very, he's very very deep safer. He's quoting his son at age seven. My son Shlomo say it at age seven. At his birthday, I think on his birthday he said he said a khidush on this pasuk. The, the question is, why does the pasuk say Nelech and Nelech? I get, you know we have to see the Pasuk inside, because I don't know if it says I don't know if it says there in Nelech. You have to check in the Chumash. You have a Chumash? I have to see in the Pasuk. It's Shmot, Perik Yud, Capital Yud, Perik uh, Pasuk Tet. He has the word over there. Down, down more, no? Right. Here we go. We'll take a look if it says Nelech. Because I want to see the Chibush of the Megala on the other So it says like this. It's 10. Chapter 10 is in Parashat. Chapter 10 is already Parashat Bo, obviously. Bo. Right, our best starts with our best So he says like this. Here we go. I was right. There's no nelech. So he asks the son of the Megalim Why did you say it twice nelech? Just say in you know, one in one breath. Binareinu vizkenenu kama bevanenu v'notenu kama betsonenu v'kareinu nelech say once nelech at the end or say the beginning very much we're going to nelech binareinu vizkenenu say once what's twice okay so he says something amazing he says the son of the Magdalene I hope I remember it quite clearly he says that in the korban that they wanted to do there's two parts there's chetzio l'ashem and chetzio l'achem Always oh, the part of the sacrifice that's burnt on the altar for Hashem, and the, the part eaten for the, the 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 person bringing the korban. So now it's normal that when a person eats from the korban, and it's a joyous korban, you don't tell him, okay, eat it by yourself. He brings his family, he brings his kids, he brings his wife. so this is what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling Pharaoh. You and Doraheim also, by the way, brings this down. Amazing, he touches into the Haim. He's saying to him that you want. You, Pharaoh, said, No, listen, you don't need all these people to offer a sacrifice. All you need is just to, the, the men to sacrifice and the Korbanot. So you don't need to bring the old people because old people can't sacrifice. You don't have to bring your children because they, they don't sacrifice, and your daughters and the wives. Just you guys and the Tzonel Bakar. So Moshimenech so says, No. Because the, the Pasuk continues, Right? We will go with our sheep and our cattle, we will go because it's it's a festival to Hashem lanu he says something amazing we have to bring everyone because in a korban there's the part to Hashem and there's part to us so that's ki hashem lanu he says hag hashem the festival for Hashem the part of the korban which is for Hashem that's for Hashem okay that's the burnt part of the animals fine but lanu there's also Hashem wants us to enjoy it so he's saying here that the way of the mitzvah is that it's everybody involved it's all zusammen this also fits into our lesson, in that when you do a mitzvah, the goal of the mitzvah is that it should have influence, this is something very deep, have influence on your family. In other words, if a person is truly doing a mitzvah b'simcha, it'll have ramifications on his wife and on his children. And not like you have unfortunate cases with a guy, he's a faker, he does outside, he's, like he's, the, he's the comedian, he makes everybody laugh and everything. And when he gets home, he starts screaming at his wife, he starts screaming at his kids. Arr! What happened? Where's the, where's the happy guy in the street? That we all know you at Shul. That's the thing here. There's a, there's a chisar on here, that the guy, he hasn't tapped into true simcha and doing his mitzvot, because he's not happy about himself. It's all a show. He's doing it, pretending that he's actually happy. Fine, it's a fake. And it's not with his wife and his family. Like he's saying, Ki that a mitzvah is meant that it should have such ramifications that everybody should feel the simcha, that your wife should feel the simcha, she should come home. He said, the wife is amazing, by the way. This is a men's class, there's a woman listening, but a wife is absolutely amazing. She can pick up, as when the, wife, the, the man comes home, she just looks at him the first second, she can see if he's happy or not. You know? She can pick it up. It, she, even, even if he tries to hide it. He's trying to hide his like he's not feeling so, so he just got like a letter that he owes 5,000 shekels or whatever, right? So he comes home, and he's like, hi, honey. And she says, ah, oh, something's wrong. Huh? She, she to him. And she starts arguing with this and that. What happened? How does she know? Because true simcha will radiate. It'll radiate. Your kids will feel it. Your wife will feel it. He's saying, this is the goal. The mitzvah has to wake up everybody. Okay? Where does it start? You see, Rabbi Nachman, when he's talking, it's like far. You know? The Arizal says it's the high levels, the high mentalities. So you think, oh, we have to go far. But it goes down, it goes down to Banenu vnotenu, right? That's at home, that's my kids. And then it goes to of Karin, which are the animalistic taivis. In other words, when I'm with my taivis, when I'm with my taavot, right? Adam u Toshia, Hashem, Sapasuk, and teilim, Man, and animal Hashem saves, that's a man who acts like an animal. <laughs> In other words, how a person is able to deal with his bahamius, his is an animalistic thing, this is where the simcha starts. This is the most difficult thing. It's easy to talk and talk and talk and you pass love and breast level and everything. But this is so, this is really the way to measure a person is how is this, how is he besimcha when he's mamish at the level of a behema. When he feels like he's a behema and he's low and everything. Okay? If he's able to be happy with the behema inside in himself, the behema in himself, he's able to be happy with himself not always feeling guilty about himself. That's the key. So now the pasuk is working from the end to the beginning. In other words, the begin. The, the goal is na uh, We should get to the mentalities, the Nar and the zaken, and then at home baneinu vnotenu, and then the tsonu bakar, the animals, and it's saying that this is where that's the Nelech The nelech at the end is where you have to start. You have to start doing mitzvot and bringing the simcha in yourself, so that it's in your family. They they say the Gemara. We'll stop with this. The same the same bit after once he was dancing on the tish of the the Rebbe of Gur, because that's how he was. He didn't, wasn't embarrassed of anybody. He would just, that's why the Rebbe's loved him in Poland, because he had such azut ikdushah, chutzpah of holiness. He would get on the Rebbe's table, and the the Rebbe's tish has all these delicious fruit and cakes. He would get on the table and start dancing. And once the the, Duger Rebbe, he said to to, to Rebbenzion, Rebension, enough of the dancing. Give me a Dvar Torah on the spot. So Bencion sent said to him an amazing Gemara. He says a Gemara that he just learned recently, I think in Chagiga or in Moed Katan. talks about those T'hani Tre Bad khani. There were two people Thanes. made... Tani's, thank you. Okay. Those two people made people happy, right? They have a portion of the world to come because they made people happy. Why does the Gemara say two merrymakers? Why does it say one? What afternoon? I have to know two? Did it say one? What, what's, I mean, what's so significant, the number two? So he answered, the number two it's to show you that a person who's truly besimcha is someone who can make the other person happy and himself happy. That's today bat khane. That's one for himself and one for the other guy. Because in the cases you know already that in the world the majority of comedians are very depressed. They're on pills. They're very. They have a very very bitter and depressing life. True simcha Dikdusha is that when a person's alone, as as he is with other people, he's besimcha. That's the sign that a person is real. If you see when he's alone, he's like, "Mm." and then there's other people, huh? so there's something wrong with the person. And the family picks that up again. The family picks that up, that the husband is not happy because he puts on a show and has guests and everything. And they have a husband who likes having guests for Shabbos because he knows he can pretend to be happy. And his wife hates the guests because his husband is never really, her husband is never really himself. He's faking who he really is. She wants him to be who he really is. He's not really holding there. It's it's, oh, I need the guests. Oh, we sad on Shabbos? No, train yourself to have true simcha, and this will be the key. If you can do that, then yes, you can have guests and be happy because you have shown everyone that you have true simcha. We spoke a lot, we'll continue, Bizat Hashem, if you can, again, Prayer 37, Part 2, the Dikwitei Tefilot. We need poor miracles big time. Bizat Hashem, we should have simcha. And remember, remember, Ki simcha You get out of Galu, not from crying and screaming to Hashem, help us, in, and out of pain and panic. But the, simp- the, the Guna will come out of Simcha, Bezvatash. Hazar al-Qubaruk. Good morning. Good morning.